I'm John Gormley, live on location at Agribition, 52nd Annual uh, Western Canadian Agribition. And if you are by the International Trade Centre, uh, you'll find us at the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, where we have been now. Gosh, I think it's been, uh, there was a little hiatus in the pandemic, but certainly 10 years plus we're with the cattlemen. And uh, it is just a wonderful opportunity. And to so many of you, I, I'm in your debt. It's been an amazing run. And a lot of you just popping by to uh, send well wishes. And, of course, the uh, final show for me is Friday of this week. And I have never done as many selfies in my life uh, with so many of you. But it's been good fun. I wanted to check in now. Uh, but the thing about agribition is people from uh, all over the world, 15 countries yesterday were here. About 1,200 delegates will be here uh, from around different parts uh, on the livestock issue, other questions of agriculture. But one thing, and this is as applicable in the cities, but certainly to many in the farm community, is firearms safety and a new campaign being launched by Saskatchewan's Firearms Office, a public awareness campaign on safe use, safe storage of firearms in the province. Uh, Robert Freeberg, who is the Chief Firearms Officer, good friend of this show over the years, uh, is also at Agribition and checks in now. Uh, hey, good to have you here. Thanks for dropping by. Well, good morning, John, and it's just a, such a privilege to be on your show this last week, and congrats on your career and all the work that you've done for Ad- Advocacy and education with citizens in Saskatchewan on many topics, but one near and dear to me, of course, is firearms. You've been always front and center on the issue. Ah, well, thank you so much. So this new, it's I guess the campaign has different timing. The messages, though, aren't new, are they? No, and that's the point. Where it's really a two-prong approach that we're taking, John, is that we want to let the public know that firearms owners in Saskatchewan are responsible, law-abiding people. I mean, the individuals you see out committing crime are not people that have a license. They're not people that have gone through the training or education. And so what we're really trying to do is we're trying to get the message out to people that are non-firearms owners saying, look, you can't just go out and buy a gun. I mean, there's laws, there's regulations, there's training, there's licensing, there's a lot of components that go into it. But at the same time, we also want to remind our firearms owners that you know, it is a heritage in Saskatchewan, and we have a legacy to protect. And, you know, the only way to pass that legacy on is to do it properly and responsibly. So we all have a duty to make sure that we we're teaching the next generation of people coming up to store their firearms safely, use their firearms safely, maintain their license, store their ammunition properly. And so what we're really doing is just reminding everyone that when you're here at Agribition, for example, be a good idea to lock your firearm up, arm up when you're not at home and not leave it there for somebody to steal. So in the rural-urban difference, um, obviously in you know, farm country, rural, smaller communities, for so many people, uh, it's more than just firearms for hunting or sport. It's really a part of the ag operation, isn't it? I mean, that well, history with firearms. It's absolutely a tool, just like the ones in your shop to fix your combine and your tractor. I mean... In Saskatchewan, and I was very adamant when I was at the Senate hearings uh, back in October to say, you know, I'm tired of this word weapons. I keep hearing this thing, weapons, weapons. And right. I corrected the senators and says, we're not talking about weapons. We're talking about firearms. We're talking about tools. When they're used in a criminal matter, then they're a weapon. Right. But other things are also weapons, like bats and knives and other things along those lines. But 
in rural Saskatchewan and even in urban Saskatchewan, it's a tool. It's a way to harvest food. It's a way to handle uh, predators, whether it be gophers, whether it be coyotes. We were just talking to one of your listeners here, and he's saying, oh, man, these coyotes are just crazy. They're coming in, and they're constantly going after their calves and so mm. forth. So they need that tool, and that tool has to be accessible to them. I mean, obviously, keeping it up locked in a safe and those type of things isn't going to be practical for someone who's got a coyote coming in the yard and going after their livestock and so forth. But what we're trying to do in the safety campaign is remind people that when you're not there with the firearm and you're not in supervision of the firearm, that we need to make sure that we're securing the firearm. So that's really where we're kind of going with this campaign this fall. And and there is that tendency, and I think a lot of us know enough farmers, that uh, because it's a tool, I mean, you safely use it. But in terms of storage, if you're away in town or if you're away... uh, it might be just left behind that door. And yeah, and I mean, so that's these what, are the sorts of things that, that I, I would assume. It, how hard is it to just take that extra step to make sure it's safely stored? Well, that's the thing, John, because when, when we look at uh, what police agencies in the province have confiscated for firearms, and that's part of our responsibilities to work with those agencies to dispose of those firearms that are seized in the process of crime. What we're seeing isn't what we're seeing in Montreal and Toronto with these smuggled handguns and so forth. I mean, there's no question there's some of that, but probably more so we're seeing long guns, shotguns, rifles that are being sawed off, modified, quite often have been stolen from somebody um, and then converted into some type of prohibited firearm. So what we're really trying to do is, is reduce that impact by doing a little bit more work on the safe storage. In the general evolution of firearms ownership, and you mentioned being in Ottawa at the Senate committee, uh, Bill C-21 is finding its way. It's through the House of Commons. It's in the Senate. The position of your office and what you're looking at on behalf of Saskatchewan, what is C-21 going to do to law-abiding gun owners in this province? Well, eliminate them. I mean, they, they came actually out before I went. I was fortunate... I was right behind Minister LeBlanc, and, uh, you know, they basically said that in 50 years, you know, handgun ownership in Canada is going to be gone. Right. Uh, Some people might say, well, you can't hunt with a handgun, so, you know, why is it necessary? Well, you can apply the same logic towards a car that goes more than 60 miles an hour or snowmobile or any other thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a hobby, it's a recreation, it's a sport, and if it's done properly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So... What they're doing with some of these things with the bans around long guns, handguns, and many are saying, well, the handguns are the first start. And, of course, they, they talk about assault-style firearms, which, again, I refuse to use that term. They're not assault-style firearms. They're modern sporting firearms. They may look a little different than the one that Grandpa had with the wood stock, but in most cases, the same gun. They've just gone to a black plastic stock versus a wood stock. So, and again... Um, the ones that are like the AR-15 that were used for sporting purposes, I mean, they're highly regulated. I mean, you have to get a special license. They they're have to be locked up. Firearm, aren't they? And you can only take them to a range. You have to get permission from our office to transport it there. We know where it is. And guess what? There's been zero issues in Saskatchewan with AR-15s used, you know, in some nefarious purpose. So, I mean, of the 1,200 or so that are registered in Saskatchewan, I mean, there's been zero issues. But again, they started out with the AR-15, and now we have 1,800 other models. So again, um, you know, our our concern is going after responsible law-abiding gun owners. It just doesn't solve the problem. Bob Freeberg is with us, Saskatchewan's chief firearms officer. So on this handgun, it's effectively a ban. What, of course, they're doing is, in C-21, they're prohibiting 
the transfer, right? So if Correct. you have a handgun today, uh, you couldn't even bequeath it to your children. You couldn't sell it. You couldn't give it away. You couldn't transfer it. The idea being that once every handgun owner today has passed away, what, these handguns would all be turned into your office or the police and no more handguns would exist? Well, that's the theory. But, you know, in reality, uh, you know, it's interesting is about 20-some years ago when they changed the registration system on handguns from the old green card that you used to get when you purchased a handgun, went to an automated system. Uh, during that period of time when they transfer from the old system into the new system, there's actually 10,000 handguns in Saskatchewan that disappeared. Like, they're off the radar. Uh, there was no tracing or tracking of them. And uh, they're they're gone. Well, the same thing, I believe, is going to happen with this handgun ban. Uncle Bill, Uncle Fred, or Bob here dies and passes away, and someone who's not a firearms owner is looking after their state. And, you know, their pal expires three, four years later, and somebody's coming by and saying, hey, where's Bob's handguns? I don't know. We sold his house. There was no handguns there. Right. And maybe there wasn't. Maybe Uncle Bob had them hidden or he'd given them to somebody. Or So what we're trying to say to the Senate is, why don't we keep the registration? So if the, if Uncle Bob wants to hand his guns down to Cousin Jim or Sally or, or Mary, you know, do it legally. Then we're mm-hmm. controlling the process. We know who has them. They have to be stored safely. And if they have some kind of issue with their, you know, domestic violence or criminal history or whatever, we're going to be taking those firearms away because we know where they are and where they exist because they're it's a controlled system. So I don't believe that telling people that they have to bring these heirlooms into the police or to our office and have them chopped up, I don't believe that people are going to wholesale do that. Not that they want to break the law, but I just think that they're not they're not allowing for a process that's going to be effective. Bob Freeberg is with us, Saskatchewan's Chief Firearms Officer. We're talking about this upcoming public safety blitz on safe storage of firearms, of ammunition, and what the landscape is looking like. Uh, He was recently testifying before the Senate on Bill C-21, and uh, we'll get an update on some of the other measures underway where, as Saskatchewan now moves toward a Saskatchewan Firearms Act, which has been passed, a firearms office here that is doing more If you are somebody who understands guns, maybe you don't understand guns, and you're in a position where you're starting to get into shooting, sports shooting, hunting, we have a bit more info for you. I'm drawing warmly. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. at the Canadian Western Agribition, 52nd Annual Agribition here in Exhibit Hall C, just outside the door, the International Trade Center, and uh, gosh, we are, I would, okay, I just met Pete from Craven, regular texter, I've read his text for years, and he's about the 12th or 15th person who's walked up and said, I'm so-and-so from such-and-such listeners who I have come to know, but only through text or phone calls, and oh, we're having a lot of fun here today. Bob Freeberg is with us, the Chief Firearms Officer for Saskatchewan. So you're working uh, on this latest rollout of safe storage uh, of firearms, safe storage of ammunition. What's this campaign going to look like? Well, it's going to be exciting. That's actually one of our biggest ones since we've taken over. So we're going to be doing billboards, uh, radio uh, ads, social media 
uh, posts that come up, you know, when you check the weather and so forth. And and this year, people are getting tired of listening to me all the time on the radio, John. I should retire too, I guess. But <laughs> but uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is uh, a safety campaign, and we're using actual spokespeople for the campaign. And I'm pretty excited about that. Like we have from Team Canada target shooting an athlete and coach and her dad, Sasha and Cameron Krakaka. And we've got Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation President David York is, is doing some work for us, along with Sask Association of Rural Municipalities, uh, Ray Orb, who you know well, and an elder and former senator with the Prince Albert Grand Council and Federation of Saskatchewan Indige- Indigenous Nations, Nolan Henderson. So these people are all going to be coming out and talking about, you know, the heritage and how important it is to store your firearms and ammunition safely. And I guess probably the best part is passing that legacy on to the next generation so that we continue that uh, long-standing heritage and, and your ownership. And, and even the culture, you know, you look at things like hunting. I mean, you know, you look at the average Saskatchewan workplace, even in the cities, people who take that time to go out and they're hunting whitetail or hunting something else, uh, bird season. I mean, the whole hunting culture is pretty embedded here. And I don't think Saskatchewan... Those who do it know it, but I'm not sure we know we reflect enough on how integrated all of this is into Saskatchewan. Well, there's no question. And and being here today, I just you know I want to thank all the farmers and ranchers that we have who are landowners out for supporting our heritage in the province. I mean, we still have the ability to go out and actually knock on someone's door and ask for permission and, and yep. go and hunt on their land. I mean, they're providing a big, a vast majority of the opportunity in Saskatchewan for people to go out and do that. And so it's you know it's great that. Uh, they're still supporting that, and it's great that we have that resource here in the province. Before you go, let me bring you back to the uh, your appointment as Chief Firearms Officer, the passage of the Saskatchewan Firearms Act, your office being more robustly involved than in the past. What's the point of contact for a lot of people? Where are they going to see your office uh, when well, they didn't see it before? Well, you're going to be seeing, of course, in social media, we're opening up a bigger office in Regina. We're expanding our office in Saskatoon. We're expanding the role of number of firearms officers we had from 10 to 14 and our program assistants and our call center people. So, I mean, we're just growing. We'll probably end up around 45 staff at the end of the year. Building out a ballistics firearms lab support law enforcement partners. Uh, these education programs and working with uh, people who deliver hunter safety education and so forth. But I think one of the things you're going to be seeing here in the new year is our firearms compensation committee. So as you know, with these handguns we're talking about and these OIC firearms that they're talking about seizing with the federal legislation, we believe in Saskatchewan, if you're going to take someone's property, you need to pay for it and what it's worth. Right. And so now people have the ability to go into this online portal that we're building right now where they can actually file an appeal and put in what their property was that was seized or their handgun that was affected and so forth and get a certificate of value that is independent that we can provide to them. And then their provincial legislation, that firearm cannot be destroyed until that has been paid. And the firearm has been tested through our ballistics lab. So we're not just in the process of picking up guns and chopping them up. I mean, we want to make sure they're tested so that if they were involved in a crime, that we know all the information about the firearm before it's getting destroyed. And number two, that we're making sure that the law-abiding responsible firearms owner is getting properly compensated for their seized property. Because Ottawa thus far um, has been completely unclear on what their goal will be for the recovery of these firearms they've prohibited. Absolutely. I mean, they've had, they've talked about people mailing them in. They've talked about uh, 
police agencies being involved in that. I mean, they've talked about hiring independent uh, contractors to go to people's doors and seize these firearms. And again, under our legislation, anyone that wants to be involved in that process has to get a license. I mean, obviously the police, if they're investigating a crime and there's criminal use of a firearm, they don't require anything. But if they're them or anyone else is going to go out and seize firearms for the federal government, under this pending legislation, they need to be licensed by the province of Saskatchewan, and it has to be done properly. Coordinates. What's the best uh, web portal email to get a hold of your office? Well, really, the best place, and we get lots of calls after our shows, is sfpinfo at gov.sk.ca. So that's Saskatchewan Firearms Program, so sfpinfo at gov.sk.ca. And the nice thing there is that you can, you know, it's, it's 24 hours, seven days a week. You can put in your information, and then our staff can look at your file and see what we can do to help you. Good having you, by. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks, and congrats, and, and all the best in your retirement. I look forward to seeing you out at the range a little more often. <laughs> I hope so. Bob Freeberg, Saskatchewan's Chief Firearms Officer. I'm John Gormley on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.